0: Episode one hundred three, getting on up here, man. Uh, I respectfully disagree. Uh, can't even talk. I respectfully disagree. Podcast, trying to get everything situated here. Um, as I've told everyone, the mic is always open. Is there anything you want to talk about or vent, whatever it is, reach out to me and. We're going to make it happen. So with that being said, this is my first time trying the zoom. Zoom features. So appreciate everybody who listened to episode 102 when I went live on YouTube and people gave me some feedback and the most important feedback that I've received so far. um, Shout out to Marshane Down there in Atlanta, Georgia. He reached out to me because with that being my first time doing the live, it just, you know, it came up was like, what do you want to title it? And I just put episode 102 thinking that once it was all over, that I could go back and do whatever. And I'm pretty sure I can. But when you go to it on YouTube, that's all it says is episode 102. It doesn't really give a description of what the topics are and this and that. And he's like, you know, next time put an actual description. So that if people see it, you know what I'm saying? It might catch their eye. And I thought that was that was amazing. And I was like, you know what? I didn't even think about that. So shout out to Marshane. But uh, got Charlie on here with me this time, man. And for those that are new to the podcast here on YouTube, uh, Charles is a good friend of mine. We grew up together. Uh, cousin, he's been on several, several episodes of the podcast. He's actually responsible for the intro music. So shout out to Charlie. Appreciate you blessing me with that, man, because a lot of people have reached out and was like, man, I really love the the music and the intro, and I try to direct them to the video on YouTube. So welcome. Welcome to the podcast, man.
1: Thank you yet again, and thank you for the introduction. And like I said, for the people who did like the music out there, I greatly appreciate it. Um, There's more music coming soon, so hopefully I can hook, Ad up on some beats pretty soon. Like I said, I got back in the lab, so I know. Like I know, people can't see it, but I got my MPC, my keyboard set up. So you know, I've been working, man. So like, <clears throat> it's been it's been a minute, but we can ready to get back into it. Like I said, it's something God keep on telling me I need to do. So you know, the hustle, the marathon continues. What Nipsey says. So
0: absolutely, absolutely. So with that being said. Uh, interesting topic come up, and actually you presented this to me, and I'm going to give you the floor to kind of talk about it, but today's episode is going to be centered around um, being an entrepreneur or, you know what I'm saying, having your own branding and company and business mind versus uh, everyday nine to five, and I think the misconception is if you don't have the mindset of oh I want to be my own boss and this and that 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 makes you lesser of a person and when you when you talk to me about it I 100% respectfully disagree with that with that mindset because I feel like everybody can't be an entrepreneur like that's not meant for everybody so we're going to touch on that And then towards the end of the episode, I want to talk about um, music. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I I opened it up, giving you your flowers for, you know, blessing me with the intro music. But, you know, my wife and I went to the R&B concert last night. Keith Sweat, uh, H-Town, 112, Silk, Tevin Campbell, a whole list of, you know, old school R&B and we were sitting around, you know, talking on the way home. And it was just like, can any of today's artists go on tour 20 years from now and pack out a show? And sometimes it's kind of like, no, nah, I, I don't think that can happen. So that's going to be another topic that we touch on towards the end of the episode. But for right now, man, I uh, want to give you the floor, man, kind of talk about how you got to this point in terms of this topic and what made you feel like, you know what, I want to discuss it.
1: Well, you know, you know, we've been talking about this for, for a while. It's been a topic that me and you talked about behind closed doors. Uh, something I talked about with big because of Marchand. Um, You know, like I was, uh I was like looking on YouTube the other day and I saw a person post something about Dave Chappelle's last stand-up. Mm-hmm. So Dave Chappelle was going, he was telling people the situation to why he didn't want people <clears throat> to look at Dave Chappelle's show on HBO Max and why he respects Netflix so much. So the thing is he was going through his contract situation. So he doesn't own he doesn't own his rights to Dave Chappelle. So even though it's say the Dave Chappelle show, he right. can't go out and make another show called Dave Chappelle show. And he don't get the residuals off the show. Right. You know, he got you know he got to do when he was young. Well, the guy, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because he was saying like, you see, that's right, we need to have our own business. We can't be working under people. We can't do nine to five. You gotta go get your own. It rubbed me the wrong way because, for a while now, and this is the reason why I think social media could be deadly. Miss, you can miss if you can get people the wrong information. You can guide them right. the wrong way. Goes with crypto, stocks, and bonds. It goes with everything on social media. We're talking about be on boss and invest in this this company. Get this crypto. Get the. Um, well, i blank? The little, the little drawing logos they do now. Uh, you know what I'm talking about um, my
0: NFTs. NFTs. That's another yeah.
1: one. So no,
0: I, I get it. I get it. And 100, I, I agree. And I don't mean to cut you off. I'll, I'll give you the floor back. But it's like going back to the social media thing because that's, that's always been one of my pet peeves in a sense because I feel like people don't have the ability to. Separate reality from social media, and it's a gift and a curse. Because I mean, we all get on social media and and share what's going on in our daily lives, or you know, I, like I said, I was at the concert last night. Excuse me, and you know, I put it on my on my story, just sharing that you know, me and my wife were just having a good time, mm-hmm. you know, and that to me is what I use social media for. It's just a, a means of entertainment. I get on there, I joke around a lot, share a lot of memes and jokes and things. I don't ne- necessarily put a lot of concrete, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I'm not sitting here using social media to try to preach to the masses and this and that. It's like, this is a kill time where some people honestly try to live their lives based off of how they perceive it from other people's perspective via social media.
1: And that's the problem. Like, showing some of your memories are cool. You know, showing events you, had, because it's basically like how our parents and our grandparents were with the cameras and the, v, the big video cameras and like showing, you know what I'm saying? So it right. makes it more convenient in today's times. But the thing is, you're right. Everybody wants to live their life on social media. Everybody's trying to be this certain brand persona that's not really them. And the biggest thing when people talk about if you get a nine to five, you a sucker. The dude, what, what the dude was talking about, like, you don't need getting nine to five. You're going to be a slave and blah, blah, And blasey, blasey. I understand that. But at the same time, I do like, I get so ticked off. I see everybody talking about entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship to where you got these kids today who think that I'm not working for this person. I'm going to get mines. Or they'll go to the job, I don't like how they're treating me, I'm quitting and going to get mine. The thing is, when you do crap like that, you're leading them down a bad road. The reason why, one, they probably will try to go sell drugs and do all these scams just like everybody doing to get that money real quick to be a, a business owner. Or two, they will they will sit there and get depressed the because they seeing people online trying to be this type of person that they're not. So it makes right. people sad and stuff, and I can preach that for a prime example because when I when I went home, I went and saw a certain young young person. Took her out to eat. The thing is, I never forget to this day. She wouldn't eat her food. I told her, "You're not hungry, like you ordered this food, but you're not eating the food." She said. Well, I looked at somebody online and I saw like how pretty they were, how their life was. And I don't feel pretty. I don't feel like I I don't feel like like them. So I'm not going to eat because I I don't feel pretty. And that shocked the crap out of me. I said, what? And that's the danger. You know what I'm saying? The thing is for me with the nine to five, I took it. I took the video off today because somebody told me to take it off. And I've been mad ever since then because I felt like <laughs> I felt like God was telling me to post it. Mm-hmm. I didn't say nothing bad. It was just I was speaking facts. Not everybody can be a boss.
0: I and let's so and let's
1: use let's use the media. Let's use like the actors. Let's use like the musicians. I'm just going off what we see in our community. That everybody think they're bosses. All these artists stuff you see, they're not their own boss because when they don't get their money right and they be complaining, don't white folks look at them like tough, tough luck. And so the thing is, it's like, if everybody can be a boss and have their own business, the country will fall. Somebody has to work somewhere in these companies to help out the economy, point bank, period. Exactly. At the end, at the end of the day, I say, I say it like this, you're trying to plant trees. If you, if you out there, you say, you know, I'm gonna make this land plentiful. I want to get trees here to flourish the land. You can't plant trees if you don't have no, no equipment to put the seeds in the ground to make trees. Where are you going to get the money at? So I'm sitting there like everybody talking this mess. And, and they talk about like yeah you know be your own boss. I said, you working somewhere to get the money towards your goal to reach a dream of entrepreneurship. Right. Say it like that. Don't don't sit there and put out of bloom. People be entrepreneurs for one for social media for people who's sitting there and being their own boss. They're selling their souls and they're selling their livelihood to. Get all these likes and get all this crap. And eventually what's going to happen is you instead of you focus on the future and focus on the plan to build your, your dynasty, you're going to be following for the likes and the views and the popularity. And you're going to start doing shady crap. We see it everywhere now. We see it everywhere. And for the nine to five people, when they try to say people were nine to five is stupid, that's so false. And it's so wrong because at the end of the day, just because you say you got ambitions to be your own boss, the person who works nine to five has ambitions too. They probably said, okay, you know what? I can't go straight out here and get what I want because I don't have the funds for it. I got to do something. So they, they, they're they right. probably getting a nine to five job. And not to mention, it's something to fall back on. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's something in a black community we need to learn. There's nothing wrong with that, dude. You, you can go today and get a trade. You can be an engineer. You can be a computer tech. You can be in finances, whatever. Get the certificates. Get, get the skills that the society needs. That job will always be there for you. Exactly. And so the thing is, when you get in the fields, you're making the bread. Then on your spare time, work on what you want to do. But the thing is, you have to, you have to have a plan. You have to have something. And for people to post this online is, and like it's so easy. It's not easy. You know people who's entrepreneurs. I know people's entrepreneurs. I know the struggles they go through, and you heard stories as well. I'm gonna use me a prime example. I've been doing music since I left Kentucky. What people don't know is out there, I didn't have no way backing me up. I paid for my own studio time. I paid for the distribution, I paid for the, the copyrights, I paid for music videos, and I was struggling. And I needed to, I needed like a nine-to-five job to help me with them goals. You just do. And my thing is I stopped pursuing it for a while because I want to say, is society telling me this is the only way I can I can make a living. I had to cut everything else off and go straight to what I want to do. Because everybody's journey is different. God has things planned up for each individual different. Right. The guy who said my Dave Chappelle, yes, you see Dave when he did hot uh I mean half bank and comedy specials, but I guarantee you before he got big, he worked a nine to five.
0: <laughs> Most of them do. And that's why I, I think it's important. That's why I, I wanted to make sure I didn't interrupt you. Because To me, I think that's an insult to people that actually get up every day and do what they have to do to provide for their families. Like at the end of the day, I think that's the ultimate goal, like survival. And I would never look down on somebody who's working a a nine to five to get to wherever they got to get in life because that's just a stepping stone. And tying in the whole social media thing, that's why I feel like it's an illusion and it's a trap in a sense Right. because people want instant gratification. And I've seen so many people take a leap of faith and oh, I'm going to go start this or I'm going to go start that. And if you don't have a plan in motion for when there is some times where it's not going to be successful, then depression can set in. Uh, at that point, it's like, what's your backup? And It goes back to what you were saying. And I think, uh, what book was that? Was that Rich Dad, Poor Dad?
1: Um, the book you, you read?
0: Yeah. I believe so. Like, dude started out where his pops, you know, had them working and doing different things. I'm trying to make sure I'm not getting it mixed up with something else because... When he went to start a, a business, he borrowed the money. Right? I think you've read it too, right?
1: Yeah. He borrowed like a, it's 15 grand
0: or something. Like he he borrowed like he went and asked to borrow X amount of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, that to me is a is a luxury. It's too many people that inherited money that gave them that huge step to go into being an entrepreneur like it costs money to make money. In my opinion, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will agree with that, but it costs money to make money. So unless you just have some brilliant idea that just takes off, like I'll give you another example. I just saw it earlier today. It was a young um, African-American lady who, um, she made like $1.2 million in like 45 minutes off of natural uh, hair care products or something. I just saw it today, but um, it was an African-American woman. She made, uh, like I said, a little over a million dollars in 45 minutes from this organic hair product or whatever it was. But it's like, to me, that's not a norm. You know what I'm saying? Like, If you have a brilliant business idea and it takes off right away. That's what separates you from the rest of the world. Like you had a brilliant idea, but it's too many people that jump into a category where there's a lot of people doing the same things that you're trying to do. So it's not going to be an overnight success story. Like you have to grind to get to where you're trying to get to. And in the meantime, like you said, If you gotta work a nine to five or do what you gotta do to stay afloat, then you do what you gotta do. So for whoever you're talking about to look down upon somebody that's working a nine to five, like man, that's just that's
1: it's it's sad and it's crazy. And you know, it's just because like you said, man, social media makes it so easy if we make money out here. And bring and I'm gonna bring up the topic you just you just brought up. It's one lady on Instagram. And she has a nanny business. She wants to raise her business up. So she's doing all these twerk videos and all this stuff online to get her business up. I'm sitting there like, you think that's not going to, that couldn't hurt you in the future? Right. So when people try to take the kids, that they, <clears throat> trust me, somebody snap your twerking. It's somewhere <laughs> on the web. I mean, I'm just, I'm just being honest. <clears throat> Look, you here know? it is
0: right here. Hold on. I mean to cut you off. Orlando woman makes 1.2 million in 42 minutes from her organic hair growth products. I don't know if you can see that.
1: No, I can't see the number. But.
0: Oh, but anyways, I'm but honestly. You
1: have to get off here. But honestly, though, okay, she made 1.2 million. They didn't say nothing about Uncle Sam taking his cut.
0: And I think that too is important.
1: They ain't. Ta- they're, not important. Talk, they're not talking. They're not talking about like how many people she gonna have to hire because now she's probably in a higher demand. She got to hire people. She got to spend more money. So the 1.2 she made, she got to put right back in her job. Master P said it correctly. What people don't understand, when well, Master P, when he helped Pete the artist out and gave him a car, gave him a Rolex and money, <clears throat> Master P said it was, it was sometimes where he couldn't get his kids Christmas presents because he had to take care of everybody else. That's what entrepreneur is because sometimes you got to take them chances and make sure everybody else eat right. and keep your business afloat. Being a, being entrepreneur is hard and like with her, kudos kudos to the lady. But I guarantee you, Uncle Sam said, "Oh, we need half of that," and then like she gonna have to like, okay, we're rolling. So she don't have a, a team. She said, "Now I gotta hire people. Then she's exactly. gonna hire. Then she's gonna hire a financial advisor." To
0: help her out, how much you pay these people? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's a lot that goes into it. And just to make sure that my perspective is clear, I don't want it to get confused with people that's like full of self-doubt. It's not that I'm coming with like, oh, that's not a good idea. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. It's like, like you alluded to earlier, it's like people see things on social media and they immediately assume that it's easy to obtain. Yes, sir. Not realizing that okay, once you do start gaining success, there's a lot of behind the scene things like you just mentioned. I mean, even go back to music. Like, how many people is like, okay, they started making it big, but then based on however they signed their contracts, you got to start paying money back for videos and Whatever they gave you as an advancement and this and that. And then before you know it, now that money don't look as good because you, you're trying to work it all to get it
1: back. You're already in the red. Before exactly. before be, when you get the deal are in the red, uh Young Chuck just posted an interview with Lad that was really good. And he was talking about how he was already in the red before that first album came out and did well. They didn't have control over his music like that. Um, I go back for me with the music. There's a lot of times where I have opportunities to get a, 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 a decent, good job. Or I talk to somebody in the industry. I, I'll use this for example. When I lived in LA, I was really big on being an artist and doing my music. And I said, this is what I want to do. I want to school for it. I don't want to do nothing else. I didn't, even, I didn't even have an alternative. I was like, tunnel vision. I don't care about nothing else. I'm gonna do this. And I talked to a guy from Sony, NBC Universal, sorry, NBC Universal company, walked up there. You couldn't get in there. I just sit out there outside. And I spoke to this guy who went to the University of uh, Memphis. So when I told to T.S.U., he said, oh yeah, you went to, this, you know, using Tennessee as well. So he hooked me up <clears throat> with Tom Hanks Studio Company. And he tried to get me on. I talked to the people there and they told me, like, we can't hire you for the intern. It was for an internship. We can't hire you for the intern because <clears throat> you're not in school. Okay. I, I wasn't even trying to think of the alternatives, man. I was in like, oh, that sucks. I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing. But now I look back at it, I should have sit there and like renegotiate, okay. Like <clears throat> I do, I do whatever it takes. So I said, let, let me get back in school and just pick up a trade so I can get in, get in there. And then I should have kept on networking with the guy who worked at NBC. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. I was so much in tunnel vision, because I I looked at people on TV with the music and I said, Well, I got talent too, sure. I could get there, you know what I'm saying? But then the older I got, I said, It's not that easy because the way I was doing it, I was independent. So I sort of like, you know, you know, I went to school. I knew the paperwork. So it was different. And I wish I wish somebody would have guided me more and said, hey, hey, brother, like, take this job. Still do what you do. But you need to eat. Make sure you're, you're enjoying your life because you don't know where the path is going to take you. And I think so many times God was putting these opportunities in my face. I didn't capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. And so not, I didn't get punished by God. But it, it, made, it, it, it made the path even tougher for me to where like I got really depressed. I was depressed for years. It took, it took me a while to understand that everybody's path is different. <clears throat> and sometimes you have to do things that you don't probably want to do but just don't give up on your goal your dream that you have and you believe you can do. So what I'm saying by that is these youngsters today think like out of limb, they could just make a million dollars like in one day. I'm <laughs> sort of like, no, even, even with the crypto. Look wrong. people made a lot of money with Bitcoin or whatever, but that's because people didn't know about Bitcoin, now you see the government Try Everybody's trying to stuff. get their
0: hands on it, right? You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. So I have dabbled
0: my feet into it a little bit, but it's still like, and this is where I'm going to tie it all in because I haven't done enough research. I've researched, but I haven't done enough. And I think that's what separates the people who are able to dip into investing in the crypto world and how they're able to make a lot of money off of it because they fully understand it. Like, I know that, um, forgot the guy that's down there in Atlanta where you're at. Like, he's actually a millionaire, uh, supposedly off of crypto. You know what I'm saying? Again, that's a whole social media thing or whatnot. So you really don't know the ins and the outs to it all. But it's like, even going back to being an entrepreneur, like, you have to do your homework you have to understand the, the risk involved and position yourself to withstand that.
1: And not um, just that, man. You're gonna take, you're gonna take, you're gonna lose some battles. And most they're, definitely. They're, 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 you're going to lose battles. Like I think when you're looking at people on TV and like they're doing so well, you don't see the journey it took them to get there. Like for instance. Well, we were talking about earlier about the guy who played Ghosts on um, Power. Yeah. How he said he had to borrow money from 50 because he, he was broke. So he right. borrowed like 20 grand from 50. He paid it back plus interest. But he said that it wasn't until after Power when he got in other movies where he started making money that he thinks he deserved. And
0: even and- with that, hold on, hold on. I don't mean to cut you off because even with that, it's like Once he done that interview and you read the comments, and people's like, well, that's his own fault for signing the contract. Why would he agree to only getting 150K per episode? But it's like, you got to think, when they first started Power, nobody knew that it was going to turn into what it
1: did. Correct. So, 50 50 was using his own money. So, my thing is, it was like, either it was going to do great or it was going to do bad. Also, when people say that, they haven't been around people who try to get in the movie industry. I have. And let me tell you, it's rough. It's tough. <laughs> now, you're talking about people working years, man. It was an actor I knew out there in LA and he was out there for like 10 plus years and he was working at uh, Lowe's for 10 plus years while he was trying to get his foot in the door.
0: I mean, look at how they made fun of the dude from the Cosby show. When he was got caught on social media working and that that's 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 proof right there that it's like people people don't understand reality like the cosby show and all that has been done for decades life goes on bro like at the end of the day the bills have to be paid not everybody that's on tv is wealthy
1: correct and with the Bill Cosby show, I think, I know Bill Cosby gets paid, he gets them, them royalties and things, but you gotta think about all the other actors, like like the person you was talking about, he doesn't get that. So what he need to do, take the Cosby show and say, hey, I'm, I'm so-and-so, I, I acted on the Cosby show, I was like a known character on the show, and he has to negotiate more money as he looked for other other roles. But the thing is, what people don't understand. He parted, it was like Carlton from Will Smith, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's what he's known for. So now it's hard for him to get roles because they said, "Well, we just know you for this role. We don't know if you could do this other role."
0: But look, crazy thing is, and, and it's crazy how all of this is just coming into in place because we're talking about Fifty. We're talking about uh, power and goals and this and that. Remember, Fifty gave him a shot on power he's mm-hmm. to reach lawyer so it's like you know what i'm saying like everything happens for a reason and going back to the topic of this conversation i'm not gonna close the door to a nine to five because of foolish pride when who knows that if i walk through this door and humble myself and do what I need to do with this nine to five, it doesn't lead to me opening another door, such as it done in this case, with him being back on TV on power. So it's like, don't, don't look down on people, man. Everything happens and for a reason. He,
1: and I remember when he talked about he said, man, I had to work, man. My, I had to support my family. Right. Dude, that's noble. That's right. noble. He could have went out there a, did all kind of bad stuff, but he he didn't. And the thing is, I think when you live in them environments, you see a, a you see a different perspective of the industry. Yeah, you see a different perspective. I lived I lived in them areas. I can tell you, like like the people you see, they're constantly hustling. They're constantly trying to get these roles, and at the same time, they are trying to live to this image that they think they need to portray. And if you're not careful, it can mess you up. Um, it's that's the reason why that's the reason why I like Nipsey so much when Nipsey was alive, because the further he got his music, he been like this since the beginning. But he talked about it more in his later in later years. He told you you need to invest. He told you you need to sell your bread. He like he's telling you. Uh, Nipsey didn't start making money. Okay. He always made money, but the thing is Nipsey, the deal he had with Atlantic before he died, he didn't even, he didn't even get to see the fruit of his label. No. It took him, it took him years. He had to leave Epic because Epic was to pain him. And, and DJ Envy said that he, him and DJ Cooper had to help Nipsey get out of that deal. So he wouldn't have to owe anything. Cause I don't remember at the time, but this, didn't have an album come out with Epic. So they didn't know how he was going to do. So he got out of that deal. And then he went on the grind. He even said it, dude, I had cars and all kinds. So he said, I sold all my stuff to get studio equipment to, to, to do my own thing. That's, wow. that's the reason why Jay-Z paid him so much money for Crenshaw because Jay-Z appreciate the hustle. Cause when he came out and said, I'm selling a hundred dollars an album. Yeah, it sounds crazy. But for him to say that and confident what he's doing, look look what ears that he that he that he attract.
0: Right. But you know what? That's a a good point right there. Hold on. I'm glad you brought that up because that's the thing when it comes to being an entrepreneur and being business-minded. A lot of people. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to word this without making sure own pee nobody off. But it's like, in order to start a business, you have to make sure you have the right supporters. Because when that album, when he said it's going to be $100, how many people instantly, man, that's crazy. I'm not paying that. I ain't paying that not paying that but in reality it's like it was a brilliant idea because now you weed out the people who really do support you and I think going back to people who are trying to run a business and this and that and it's like people are always looking for handouts shortcuts and it's like oh my friend has a business um he or she is selling t-shirts And as long as the T-shirts are 5 or $10, oh, yeah, I want one. I want one. But if you say this T-shirt is $50, no, man, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. But it's like people don't take in consideration. It costs me to purchase the T-shirts. I got to pay somebody to put whatever labels and things on to that, depending on how you're ordering it, if I need to ship it out and stuff like that. It's a lot of costs behind the scenes that tie into that. I'll use this podcast as an example. When I started doing the T-shirts, the goal wasn't to make money. The goal was to market and advertise the podcast. So when I first started, I think I told people like $12. Like, just give me $12 for the shirts. Not realizing that, it was going to do what it done. Like over 200 some t-shirts ended up being created. But what people don't understand is I was going and buying those shirts out of my pocket. Like I started with nothing. Like that's me putting money into myself. And the more and more we kept doing it, the material started adding up. I'm having to ship them all over the place. Shout out to the people, you know what I'm saying. I made orders in California, Arizona, like all over the place. And the more and more I kept shipping, I'm like, bro, this is this is coming out of my pocket. Like, this is adding up. So yeah, I, I sold 200 t-shirts, but I didn't necessarily walk away with 200 t-shirts worth of profit. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yes, man. It's dude. It, it's 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 tough. It's challenging because, man. At the beginning, you got if you believe in yourself, it takes money to make money, man. Sometimes you're gonna lose more money you make. And I, you know, I'll use my example. Uh you remember like years ago when I first went to MTSU and I made that one album, The Rose Project. I remember we was in Mary State and I played the what's the name of the song? Here we come. And you said, Man, somebody here to it, be it'd be in the right hands. So I said, Yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll just starting out, but like. Well, people don't understand, man, dude, I was in debt with Clinton Bank. I, I overdrafted hundreds of dollars, and like I went to Greg. Shout out to Greg, man, because I I told Greg like, can I work for winter break, and he let me, and so I I saved my money and I paid off the debt, man. Shout out Greg, and I yeah, shout, shout out to Greg. To the
0: Supermarket. Greg.
1: So the thing is like. At back then, man, like people, people think I'm tripping, man. Like when I, I was go UK with you all, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest on this podcast. I don't care. I'm gonna be honest. My some of my family members, they wanted me to go to UK and be a computer technician. That's what they want me to do. Because said, that's what I said as a kid, When I want to do music, man. I said I want to do music. Man, a lot of people didn't help me. Only a couple of people helped me. They, I left, I left Clinton with no food. When that NTSU didn't know nobody. And I met so many people on my own, man, trying to hustle and stuff like that. And like, so when you come back home and you know, back then people were still buy CDs, like when people talking about Give you one for free and this and the third, you know, people didn't understand what I had to go through, man. Dude, I, I said, I had to talk to producers. I had to talk to engineers. Do I had to hustle on campus, go to class, work, <laughs> like do all this stuff exactly. to live my dream. And, like, my thing is, like, at the end of the day, I didn't do what I needed to do that was right. So it hurt me at the end. But I sit there like, at the same time I'm bringing this up, is I still had a 9 to 5. So my thing is, yes, I'm I did doing music. Who don't know me? Part C, that. But, shoot, I had to work like everybody else. Sure, I got to pay bills. I got to eat. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, take, it takes a lot. It takes a special individual. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And with Nipsey... And I'm gonna put this out there for people who say they read this in Nipsey. I'm gonna test you now. So, so Nipsey, uh, go back to Crenshaw album and go listen to Crenshaw and Slauson. He talks about his whole journey to why he left Epic. He talks about it. That's that. If you're a real Nipsey fan, you know what I'm talking about. If if you don't, it's cool because a lot of y'all not real Nipsey fans. I'm throwing it out there. So he tells you like how hard the road is. And that's why he came on and said, the marathon continues. The marathon continues. And he'd been doing that for years. So when Victory Lab came out, he won the marathon. That's what Victory Lab was all about.
0: Right. And like I said, y'all put me on. You put me on.
1: Because
0: I don't even with you talking about the Crenshaw thing, I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. Because a lot of his older music, I, I was not aware of it at all. Go back and listen and that, to it, man. That makes it more intriguing. It makes me want to listen to it even more. And I'm going to mention this name because on the other episode, I think it was episode 99 or 101. I can't even remember. Um, The Jack Harlow conversation came up. Mm -hmm. And that's similar to what I was trying to say as to why I like Jack Harlow. I'm a fan of Jack Harlow because if you listen to his interviews, he talks about when he moved to Atlanta, he worked at Chick-fil-A. He worked a nine to five before he got the phone call from drama and this and that. And it's like, that's why I wanted all of this to tie in. I'm glad you talked about Nipsey and all of that because it's important that people understand that it's very rare to have an overnight success story. You have to start somewhere. And like you were saying, it's important that somebody explains that to the youth because based on social media, you would think that everybody is balling. Everybody's a millionaire. Everybody's got cars. Everybody's got this. Everybody's everybody's
1: traveling, Everybody is like, that's,
0: that's, that's not reality. So great conversation, man. And,
1: and, and I'm going to bring this person up too, because I know I've been talking Entertainment people. Let's let's go off Warren Buffett and Steve Jobs, you know, and Bill Gates too. I'm gonna use Steve Jobs and Warren Buffett. Steve Jobs, right? Steve Jobs made the iPhone. He helped out Apple. Did Steve Jobs work for Microsoft when he went to Apple? Did he have to start somewhere? <laughs> did, did, he to, did he have to get his skills together so that way he can see that, like, okay. They're messing up in this one certain area. He had to hustle and grind, okay? Warren Buffett, then Warren Buffett just woke up one day and said, oh, man, money's flying from the sky. I'm just gonna invest in everything. No, Warren Buffett worked for a firm. He got his skills together. He worked for a nine to five invested his money. Once he did well, he invested in other companies. That's how he got where he is. I just want people to understand, don't be fooled by the people you see online. A lot of these a lot of these people don't know what they're talking about. They just they just know. blowing smoke. Or like people look at Floyd, but Floyd, blah blah blah. Floyd is a one okay? Exactly. And but the thing about Floyd, and I think Floyd is great, but Floyd, he doesn't have like the everyday common social skills in his shows. So you, you got to look at it that way. Even though he made a lot of money, think how much money he spends, think how much money he has to like help other people out. This dude's still boxing. He doing expeditions, but he's still boxing. So people talking about he can't go broke. What makes you think that? Man, he made hundreds million dollars. Tyson did too, but Tyson went broke.
0: <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's, that's, that's the part of life that I feel like a lot of people are not able to yeah. understand and separate. Yeah, you you touched X amount of money, but you can lose it all too.
1: You lose it all. It's just like, I don't use Master P. Master P, no limit went bankrupt. It could happen. But see, Master P had different honey pots. He had different pots of honey. So he didn't really have to rely on no limit records. See what I'm saying? Right. We need to look at more them them situations, but they're not gonna come straight and tell you. A few people will, but I think it's up to people like us. And I know that you have kids, so you're teaching your kids. You know, even with me having kids, I still think like if a if a young person's coming to you. And they respect you. Guide them the right way. What I mean by this: take their hand and say, "I don't want you to make the same mistakes I did. Let me teach you." And just like when I had children, my parents broke that broke that mold for us. Even though they worked in factories and think that stature, but like I said, some a lot of my family members, my dad, I worked in the farm. He broke that. Now, did he break it enough where we see the fruit of the labor? No, it takes time. So when me and my sister went to college, we broke that mold. Now, did we, did we make some mistakes on the way? Yes, because nobody could really teach us. But the good thing is, once I have children, my niece and nephews, my niece talks to me all the time, and she talks to her mom, once they get old enough, we can guide them because we, we know how it is. And that, that's the beautiful thing of like breaking that mold and getting this information. And I think what a lot of the young children today is like, don't get fooled what you see on social media. I say, you see that movie right there you're looking at? Are they, are they real people? No. Okay. They're acting, right? Yes. Social media is the same way.
0: Boom. <laughs> I'm not going to interrupt that. I'm not going to follow up with that. I'm going to leave that. That's a and powerful message. I,
1: I don't mean to preach. I don't.
0: No, you good. But I love
1: today, it. Today, I took off that video. And honestly, I was mad because I really do feel like that that God is telling me where I need to be and what I need to do. And to me, it's like, what I posted, I wasn't stepping on anybody. I was just speaking the truth and giving people, giving people both sides of the scenario. Right. That doesn't mean I'm crapping on people's entrepreneurs. I'm not crapping on people at all who's entrepreneurs, but a lot of the true entrepreneurs, they would respect what I said because.
0: It's it, not made for everybody, man. It,
1: it takes a lot, man. It, it takes it's a not- lot and you can go out here and get you a 9-5 job and still live your life, man. You can still live your life well. And, and you can support your family well. You know, if you got a talent, go for it. But like I said, like if it doesn't come the way you think it's supposed to come, listen to, listen to that voice. Look at the signs and follow that. Even though you think the path you're going is like, I don't know if I should go this path. But from experience, man, go that path because that's, that's God telling you to go this way. You just have to listen. You have to act on what God's telling you. Right. But with life, we all gonna take, and this, and what I call writing your novel, I think everybody's writing their own novel. When you're writing your novel, you're gonna have times where you're gonna have like writer's block. You're gonna have times like the pages gonna get messed up. But as long as you keep on going moving forward and learning from your mistakes, you're good. It's all a, it's all about life experiences.
0: I agree wholeheartedly.
1: Wholeheartedly. What's that, what that stupid Dog song goes on, on the dog father? There will be ups and downs, smiles and frowns. Y'all just listen
0: that on the plane, dog there I was just to that on the plane coming lead. back. So that's yeah. perfect, dog. So real quick, man. Like I said, I don't I don't want to water down a very important topic and lose the message because it's, it's very important. Everything that, that you were saying, but you know, for the last two weekends in a row, I've had an eye opener in a sense. I said, I was in Houston and we decided to go out. Like we were just, you know, looking online, seeing what party, you know, it's Memorial day weekend. So it's something to do, across the whole city and we just happened to be downtown. We saw all these people going up to this uh, spot called rooftop. So we go in there and Scarface is performing with a live band. Blew my mind because I had no idea that uh, Scarface played the guitar and all that. So I'm, I'm mesmerized by this experience. Then yesterday My wife was like, do you want to go to the R&B concert? Um, Shout out to Tiffany. They uh, had tickets, but they was like, you know, we ain't going to be able to go or whatever. I don't know the reason why they didn't go, but they asked us if we wanted the tickets. So me being a homebody, I'm like, I really don't want to go. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? Bump it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Go have fun with your wife. So we go and... Like I said, Keith Sweat is the headliner. Uh, Tevin Campbell, 112, Silk, H-Town, Genuine. And just seeing them live and the music. And they had the singer in the background. Like this is like now you watch the BET Awards and you see things on TV. I got to experience that live. And it changed like my whole perception of all of this, like I really enjoyed myself and the more and more I kept thinking about it, it was just like these people made these these songs when we were kids and here I am now as an adult with my own kids and I still enjoyed that music and when you listen to music today it's just quick it's temporary fast money grabs like TikTok music and it's like that's why I wanted to bring this into this conversation because it all ties into social media and people thinking that things are just supposed to be instant gratification and when you listen to Keith Sweat and the blood sweat and tears that he put into that music and it's timeless it will never get old It was a young crowd in there. It was a middle-aged crowd in there. And it was even old people in there. And we were all able to come together and have a good time. And I just kept saying to myself, I'm like, bro, (laughs) what artists from today's music would be able to go back and do that? If we fast forward 20 years from now, who could go put together a show for four or five hours? Because it started at 8 o'clock. Man, we didn't get home until like 1 o'clock in the morning. And I was just like, nah, like, that to me is what's wrong with society. Like Everybody's just trying to get quick money, quick money, quick money, throw BS music into it. It ain't even about the passion no more. And that's why I was just like, you know what, man, (laughs) where are we going as a society?
1: With the music, I hit you up on purpose when we saw Scarface because I was telling you on your podcast that The Fix is one of my favorite albums of all time. Scarface is my top five. And I knew that growing up for us, Scarface was around, but it wasn't like in our demographic. Yeah. Um, I was around my, my older cousin and I heard Scarface. But when I, when I got a little bit older and I heard The Fix, I said, this is some good work. And with me, it's like with hip hop, <clears throat> people said, how you know so much, Charles? Because I said, I'll go back and listen to old stuff. I don't care. I'll go back. And I, I was the person who went and bought them CDs. So it's all Scarface albums that I did I remember my dad, no, my mom. My mom had a yard, she went to a yard sale. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to mom, man. I'm telling you, man, they put music in my life and I think about it all the time. She, I remember this, I was young. Man, Dewey was probably like in seven, eighth grade. And she brought me the uh, Mr. Scarface's back and the diary she got from the yard sale. Oh, wow. And she gave it to me. And like, it changed my life. Like, I said, like, man, this is good stuff. And like, I always been around good music. My mama didn't know, she just here. It was a yard sale, like some you were like, and like with Scarface, I've been know he played the instruments. I knew he write. I know he writes the hooks. I know he he writes all his songs, and like I know you didn't see that, but I said, artists like that, you wouldn't appreciate them till you see it live.
0: Bro, it was just it was
1: so um, fun, man like. And I don't know, today, it just moved me, man. The music that they make, the problem with the music today with the young artists, I don't really blame them all the way, man. I blame the labels because the labels try to make money with streaming. They really go off the streams. That's why I told you, I can't stand when a song was like one or two minutes. It has to make sense.
0: But you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because nowadays, <clears throat> everything that comes out two minutes tops. They give Um, you one verse, a hook. Da, I'm like as much as I like the Jack Harlow album, the songs are no longer than three minutes.
1: I get that, but like... Moneybag,
0: I listen to Moneybag.
1: His songs two minutes, three minutes. But see, that's mainstream. There's underground people who do music and that Saha's a prime example. Saha's songs were longer or like uh, who else came out with, with an album that the songs was just longer. There's a couple of them, man. Kodak would do it too. But, Kodak that's the thing. Would do it. but but listen, listen, don't 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 lose the message that I'm saying. Because
0: mm-hmm. the reason why I mentioned all of this, and why I was trying to tie it into society and the uh-huh. instant, you know, gratification and quick grab, the underground world has a more appreciation for the art. Correct. So what I'm saying to you is that tying it into the social media aspect and the people that the world sees on a regular basis, mm-hmm. they're just grabbing people's attention quickly. And yeah. then people are throwing their money at them. So they're making this quick money off a watered down product where they're not even going into the studio, really putting any time or effort into it. Here, let me just throw something out here.
1: Yeah. do A little quick
0: freestyle, throw it out here. And then people get caught up into thinking that now I can go out and do the same thing. They try and make it like it's easy to do. But that's uh, the thing. 20 years from now, you're not going to be able to go put together a four no. hour show with a live band, singing, dancing,
1: because the art is not there. No. And the thing is too, in today's time, was making it so beautiful that these older artists, these older artists can like still stay around and make new music, but tour on their old music. Because people, even though they probably won't sell as much of their new music, but the music they made before is so impactful and it stays around, they could constantly make money, man. Cause like, if you think about Keith Sweat, I don't know if he performed it, but that how, how deep is your love? Boom, 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 boom. Nah, you know what I mean?
0: perform for two hours.
1: You know how many people sample that one song? <laughs> I mean, I mean honest, man. Like so many people sample his stuff. Like uh for instance with Gunner, when he when he did that, why me baby, he messed that sample up though. He should have left that alone. But like the thing is, like their music, it tests the times, man. And like they can I we went and saw Life Jennings and big up to my wife, because she got the tickets. I'm like you, I'm a homebody. And like uh <laughs> we went out and saw a Tank and Life Jennings. And even though, big shout out to Tank, but even though Tank was a headliner, Life Genius killed it. And dude, he was creative with it. He was like showing his life experiences and then he went to the song. He was singing like freestyle songs and stuff. So, said, dude, man, this is dope. And when I looked in the crowd, I was like, you, I saw like nothing but like young people, older people, whites, black, and dude, they were right. singing the lyrics. Like dude, like that, that is the most beautiful thing. And like Jenny said, I want to thank you all because of you all. I have been living my dream career for so long. And think about life Jennings ain't came out no new music, but he's still too exactly. Um dang, what was dude's name? Um,
0: because he said the same thing last night after he performed. He's like, Man, I ain't made music in almost 20 years, but thanks to y'all. I'm able to, you know, continue to do shows and people sing my songs word for word. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's the part that I was mesmerized by. And after this, we'll, we'll wrap it up because it was like, I don't know if it's because I'm getting to that old age or what, guys, but it's like, I would rather do that than go out to a club. You know what I'm saying? Like me and my wife for the last two weekends, Even though the rooftop was technically a club, but it felt like a concert, like it wasn't no nonsense. Like everybody gave all of their attention to Scarface.
1: We went to a lounge. Was like a lounge.
0: It was like a lounge type setup. Yep. Um, but it's like the music was so moving, and that's what I'm saying. Like even you know, growing up, you know, you mentioned your mom or whatever. My pops listened to Ghetto Boys. Yeah, that was the first time I heard Chucky with Bushwick and all that. <laughs> so it's like I'm being said, like I was scared as a kid. Like,
1: <laughs> I, I remember the
0: song, that's why I'm laughing. Um, but I didn't know what I was listening to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't I didn't know what that was. I just knew that my pops was riding around listening to Ghetto Boys on tape. It was a tape, and Bushwick was on the little stretcher and all that. Like, I remember that.
1: Oh, did you know about the story about that that photo? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh man, I gotta tell you this. All right, so you know Bushwick don't get no eyeball, right?
0: I didn't know that.
1: Okay, cool. So go back, when we get out, go back and the Apple Coast. So Bushwick always had problems. He had emotional problems. So he was depressed and he threatened, he told his his girlfriend at the time to shoot him in the eye. No, no, kill him. Shoot me, shoot me. He would threaten her and everything. You don't shoot me, I'm gonna beat your tell this and that. And she actually shot him in the eye. So he almost died, they had took him to the hospital. He was on IV and everything. So Willie D and Scarface went to the hospital to go see him. They still need to do the album cover. Willie D said, We could do the album cover right now. And Scarface said, What are you talking about? We could do it right now. Dude, the album's called We Can't Be Stopped. Bush was still alive. So this dude was like all <laughs> damn man. The dude was all drugged up and everything. And as Bushwick did, he wanted to do it. He said, "I don't care," but he was all doped up. So the video you saw when he was all swollen and stuff—that because yeah. they actually was in the hospital going to see him, and they got the photographer to come out there to take the picture. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. man. Like, man, that was what early nineties. Yeah, Scarface said. Scarface said, "If you look at me in the photo, I look shook." He said because I did not want to do it, like. <laughs> But to go dude, back and
0: look that up, man.
1: But dude, it's that that is art. That's what I'm saying. Like the artists today don't think like it. Like that, that's the thing. They don't they don't think that way. Even the album covers back and they think about it. They all mean something. Right. And then my niece.
0: Throw you know something out there, man. Yeah.
1: My niece talked about talked I talked to her the other day. You know what she said? Uncle CJ. I say, what is it? I didn't know that Michael Jackson been around since Daddy was, uh, Papa was young. So yeah, he had been around for a minute. <laughs> but they don't know. But the thing is, right. it's beautiful because Michael Jackson music'll last forever. Forever, like I said, I, I man, I told you, I showed Peyton the Prince thriller video. Everything
0: man. I showed Peyton the thriller video. They, 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 they even they recognize Michael Jackson. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. And after this, we done because it's like everything today is just quick I need quick money I need a quick hit quick success and that's not how life works and that's how we gonna wrap this all up and tie it all back in because I didn't want to hit the button while you were talking because we we had a great conversation but it's like the whole concept of anybody that works a nine to five that's a slave mentality this and that this is what I think for that
1: I disagree
0: I respectfully disagree. And that's why I'm glad you reached out to me. And that's why I'm like, here, I'm going to open the floor up. Mike is yours. Because it's important. And that's why I'm saying it's like, that concert just made me realize, like, it's just something about hard work. You know what I'm saying? Like, the hard work that all them artists put in, it's going to pay off for years to come to their old and great man. Tevin Campbell was, he said he was 45 and he was performing music from when he was 15, 16 years Mm -hmm. old. And it's like, you don't have that no more, man. And it's like, that's it. That's that social media stuff. And I don't know, hopefully something to happen to where we don't have a, a lost generation, but I feel like, we're slowly getting there. We're all, we might already be there, where you just got this generation of people that don't appreciate nothing. They don't want to work for nothing. They just think it's just supposed to automatically come to them, and that's not true.
1: And it's not true. But like I said, a lot of that comes from it comes from society and the media, man. And I and I think with social media, technology. Period. Technology just because we got everything in the grasp of our hands. You know, like the phones, smartphones and like uh um, buying things or like seeing movies and stuff of that stature the streaming, everything is quick to where like I'm afraid for this young generation to where like I don't think they're gonna have them basic skills to survive in in, in the society. And right. um it's very difficult because it's 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 around them everywhere. I just, I don't know how to explain it, but everything is quick paced today. You're right. Everything's quick. And that's like, you know, cooking a meal. Like if you sit there, you got a steak out there. You try to cook it quick. That steak probably come out bloody and everything. You got to put some seasoning. They got to put some love in it. You know, you, you can't, you can't just cook it quick. So, you Look, know. That's a whole
0: nother conversation in its own self because you're talking about a society or a generation that love to cook. Fresh garden vegetables, shelling peas and sucking corn. And isn't that where now you go to Walmart, get a fresh, frozen bag of corn, pop it in the microwave, put it on the plate, boom.
1: Better than that. Go, go, restaurant, go fast food.
0: Yeah, that too. So good conversation, man. Dope stuff. So, real me. quick, before we get off of here, man, uh, hope you don't get mad at me. But I threw on my House of Purpose shirt. Shout out to my guy C. Um, great message, man. That's why I wanted to wear it today. Then, um, shout out to Leah's personalized designs, Sam Leah. Um, make sure the light ain't on that. She put this together for me. That's dope. So, it's just a thing where it's like, you know, and you said it earlier yourself, it's like we know a lot of people that have took the leap and wanted to have their own business, go out on a limb and invest in themselves. And it's a lot of talented people out here. I know a lot of friends and family that do their own thing, but we have to be there to support them through the success, through the failures, trials, tribulations, whatever. You got to be there to support them. And that's why my whole thing was, support the homies. I don't care what y'all are doing. I'm going to be behind it. Cuz I know what that feels like to put your blood, sweat and tears into something and then you feel like nobody's paying attention, nobody's behind you. And it's like, nah, that ain't no feeling that that I want to inflict on anybody else. So, shout out to them. Uh anybody interested? She has her own social media page. Like I said, Leah's personalized designs, cups, T-shirts, decals, stickers, uh, cake toppers, all kinds of stuff. Um, and like I said, Chris threw out the House of Purpose T-shirts. Like I said, hope hopefully he doesn't get mad at me because this was um, something that he was doing a minute ago. Just trying to give him that motivation to get it going, man. Cause that's a, that's a that's a dope slogan, dope phrase. I got you actually here now in person that people can see your face. I've been shouting you out about the intro music, got the meal guides. Um, if you want to come back and do an episode and strictly talk about that, now that we got the visuals, you can plug it. However, Ooh, you want to cool. do it, man. Just let me know.
1: Like I said, the meal guide, like I said, I got the meal guide. Like I said, I'll, I'll get back on promoting it. I know I've been promoting it myself because I've been using it. But like I said, I, I'll put it right back back on. I know people still look at my pics. I, I show myself I'm in the gym. Right now, like I said, meal guys coming kind handy because uh got a little bit too big. got too happy with the weights. So. See you with the Hulk legs over there, man. Hey, that's, that, that's, that's work right there, man. Hey, I'm happy with my legs, man. That that this man, we we got skinny legs, you know, genetically <laughs> we got skinny <laughs> legs. So it took me a while, man. But yeah, I don't. Because of that, though, you know, once uh, you work on your legs, it balances your whole body out. So what happened was because I'm squatting over 300 pounds now, repping, My body has balanced to where like I just got big everywhere. So I'm strong. It just the thing is now I want to cut it up. So right now I really got to go off the meal guide because anything I eat, I can like bulk up. So to cut down, you're going to have to like cut back on your diet. That means you got to like probably get rid of some strength. So it depends what you want to do. But yes, um, I'll, you know, in the future, we can talk more about the meal guide and I'll make sure I'll post it online. Like I said, man, um, <clears throat> been a lot of things going around here. I got a lot of stuff going on, so I need to just organize it better. I got a lot of Definitely. stuff in the works. So
0: Definitely, no problem. That's why I said whenever all that gets together and you want to focus on that, now that we got visuals, YouTube is here, um, sky's the limit, man. That's why I said this, this whole podcast ain't about just getting on here, trying to entertain people and then ramble and stuff like that. I just...
1: Skies are the limit, and you know, I, yeah. keep careful, I, keep on.
0: I just want to do something that's, that's organic. And if people listen to it, cool. If they don't, that's cool too. No hard feelings. And like I said, after this, I'm going to quit rambling because it all ties in. When you talk about being an entrepreneur, nine to five, and things like that, I don't get paid for this. And for everybody that's been on this podcast, I thank you all for your time because. I'm not paying anybody to come on here. So you're giving me your time as well, and I'm appreciative of that. So stick with it, focus, and the rest will take care of itself. That's always been my mindset. Like, yeah, I've put money behind this, and shout out to my family that uh, gave me the Rodecaster Pro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm putting use to it. So I don't ever want them to think that, oh, we sent him this gift and gave him this and that. And he don't utilize it. Don't do nothing. I'm gonna use this damn machine (laughs) till it breaks. So it's like that shows you that people are behind you, whether you want to believe it or not. Mentally, people are behind you. So
1: people people are behind you, and you listen to what God's telling you to do. That's how I see it. That's how I see it.
0: So definitely appreciate your time, Charlie man.
1: Great conversation. Appreciate you, sir it's toasted, yeah. no competition. I'm yeah. I feel so high, I feel so live. My body's in the twine. I'm I feel so live, and I know why that I can't deny. I'm Giddy fine wine, fools mark liquor. Wish me I'm high class.